Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Inside the 10-yard line, first and goal, play action. And Kamar Jordan is stopped in the backfield. Oh. A fumble, football, the Argos pick it up. Cassius Vaughn has it. Vaughn down the sideline. There he goes. Cassius Vaughn is all alone. He's going to score a touchdown. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Cassius Vaughn all the way. Touchdown, Argos. Ouch. Yeah, that is going to sting for a long time for Stampeders fans, but certainly for the players. They're back in the Grey Cup yet again, uh, and yet another tough loss. And under incredibly bizarre circumstances, just as uh, the Stamps on the verge of putting the game out of reach, potentially, just all blows up. And in an instant, it's a whole new ball game. Obviously, there was uh, still some events that transpired after that, but that was the big turning point. So there's certainly the question. And I know uh, our friend Mark Stephen, the voice of the uh, Calgary Stampeders, has an interesting uh, blog post up, Newstalk 770 today, asking uh, that very question. How is this team going to recover? How do you get over a loss like that and back-to-back Grey Cup losses? That's going to take a toll, right, on any athlete. That's tough to get over, and this is going to sting for a long time. This is going to dwell in their minds for a long time. So I wanted to explore how not only pro athletes overcome, the, you know, these kinds of emotional, heartbreaking setbacks, but kind of what the implications are for all of us as we go through our lives. Uh, and certainly we encounter our own setbacks professionally and our, our lives, our relationships. Uh, getting over disappointment can be a real challenge. Well, somebody spends a lot of time working uh, with athletes Joins us on the line, Dr. Penny uh, Werthner is the Dean of the Faculty of Kinesiology at the University of Calgary. Uh, Dr. Werthner, great to have you with us here today. Welcome to the program. Uh, Happy to be here. Uh, Well, I mean, it doesn't take a a psychologist to realize that uh, members of the Calgary Stampeders Football Club are not doing well today, uh, are really, I'm sure, taking this loss really hard. But what, what is it for an elite athlete about, you know, the intensity of what it is they're involved in that makes these kinds of setbacks so difficult to deal with? Well, I think competitive sport is, um, and whether that's pro sport or Olympic level sport is, you know, fraught with, uh, you know, stressful situations. I mean, winning and losing and that game, you know, so disappointing and certainly heartbreaking and, but could have gone a different way. And so it is something that's really hard for them to deal with. Um, and, you know, you have to feel those emotions, but what I would always argue is then you have to really go back, um, and spend some time in-depth thinking about what could we have done differently? What mistakes did we make? How could we have turned that around? How could we have won that game? Um, and I think the problem is, is that often we don't do that. Um, 
we get depressed, players get traded, and then we don't learn from those mistakes. So I'm sure there were things to learn from last year. And, and you know, I can't say they didn't do that because I don't know. But it is certainly something we spend a lot of time with Olympic athletes uh, doing. There isn't an athlete that I've worked with that's won an Olympic medal who didn't um, also have some disastrous performances and some very big disappointments. And right. so it's how we learn from those and of course we don't really want to learn from them because they hurt so bad we just want to forget them but that's not very productive right and, and in professional football in this country I mean, the gray cup is as big a stage as it gets yep. just like with amateur athletes the olympics are the yep. biggest stage there is so what what kind of additional pressure comes along with being on the biggest stage well i think the pressure is huge and i think we have to acknowledge that and i think now in sport we do we understand you know, how immense that pressure is because it comes down to, you know, a moment or two in time. And we saw that yesterday. Um, And so it's understanding that stress and understanding what that does to, to our brain that either makes us think too much or not think enough or to be underconfident or overconfident and to think we've won it. You know, football's an interesting game where the last five minutes seem to take forever and lots of things change. We saw that in the in our own Dinos game in the Hardy Cup where we had that 59-yard uh, field kick in the last, whatever that was, last three seconds. Um, right. Things can change at any moment in time. And so it's how you stay in the game until the end um, and not celebrate too soon. Uh, because they give up too soon, for right. that matter. Yeah, but there are certainly those athletes who, when when the pressure is the most intense, is when they're at their best. And, yeah. and there are those for whom maybe it just becomes too overwhelming. Yeah, but those are actually, you know, I think some of us are inherently better at that. But I think most athletes um, that I've worked with, it's a learned skill. So it. And and how do we learn that skill? We go back and after a really good performance or after you know, a poor performance or actual choke where we actually underperform, um, we go back and look at and examine and analyze how that happened. And that is both good and not good performances. And what happens then is you actually start to learn who you are and 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 how you then want to be in that situation, how much you want to think, how little you want to think, how activated you want to be physiologically. And then teams need to do that as a team. Um, so they know what support to be giving to each other. They know when to sort of shut up and, and not be bugging someone. And they know when to give somebody, you know, sort of a kick in the rear end to get activated again. So yeah. it is in a team sport, it's doing that both individually and as a team. It seems as though we have a lot more understanding now of the the psychology side of things. I, I was interviewing Kelly Rudy recently, and, and he's written a new book about his years in the NHL. Yeah. And, you know, talks in the book of, you know, there were times in his career, and one in particular one season where he said he just, you know, went into a ditch and just a downward spiral. And, you know, it was a couple of months of just playing some of his, his worst hockey. And uh, it's not as though physically he was any different, but athletes go through this. So do, do we have a better understanding of, of how athletes can kind of get into that situation and, and how you get them out of that? Well, the thing that I always find intriguing in my work, it is so complex, so there's not a simple answer to that. And again, there's not an athlete I've worked with who didn't experience that. There's not, there's not anyone I know. There may be individuals, and there probably are, but not you know, where it was just a smooth rise in their career and everything worked out really well as they trained harder and had better coaching. So 
every athlete seems to experience that rut. And, you know, how you get out of that varies depending on the individual, depends on the situation. Um, Sometimes you need to try harder. Sometimes you need to change something. Sometimes you need to go somewhere differently. Sometimes you need to take a break. Um, So it's never one answer for that, but it is certainly does, or or certainly does seem to be a bit of the the norm that that's inevitable over a a Mm -hmm. 10 or 12 year career that it's just not all going to be smooth sailing for sure. When you look at some of those sports, like with Olympics, where it's, you know, single athletes on their own, mm. they're they're wearing all the pressure, or even, you know, certain positions like a, a goalie in hockey or quarterback in, in football, do you see more of these kinds of issues? Um, well, maybe they're more pronounced because you can, uh, well, I don't really think you can hide in a team, but it's, you know, you could say, could you say yesterday there was one thing that was that turning point? I, I really right. would argue no. Um I mean, yes, there were some key things that happened that if they had been different, we would have won the game. So, but is it only one thing? That's pretty rare. Um, But the pressure is immense. And so it's really preparing for that. And, you know, what I see some of the best coaches do is, is when they train, when they practice, they really regularly, not every day, but regularly put immense pressure on their players in different situations, in different strategy sessions, so that they're actually learning in practice how to deal with that stress. Now, it's never exactly the same as in a game, but it can get pretty close. Um, And so I think what often happens is um, when, you know, when you've learned the skills, when you're a good football player or you're a good skier, you don't have to think very consciously about it. So in practice, what happens is we're kind of unconscious, but we're flowing and our body's doing physiologically and physically and technically what it knows how to do. And then we get into, you know, a big game, a big competition, a big race, and we often try too hard. Um, And so it's how to sort of, and it's probably a cliche, but practice as you want to play. And I still don't think we do that well enough um, I'm not saying that's what happened yesterday because I, I still think the stats played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, it's holding on to that clear focus and what you're going to pay attention to and what the job is right to the last second. Right. And I mean, there, there are implications, I, I think, for people in everyday life, the pressure we deal with at, at work, the, you know, the, the pressure that might be on us ahead of a, a big presentation or, you know, getting over professional setbacks, getting over setbacks in our personal life. Uh, you know, th- that all comes into play, too, doesn't it? For sure it does. And you've got to feel those emotions. So the fact that they're, they're heartbroken yesterday and today, I mean, that's you've got to feel those emotions, whatever that is, anger, frustration, um, you got to have them, but then you've got to step back and say, and really analyze um, in depth what every piece of that game and what we could have done differently, and then ingrain that into the to the team next year, so that we remember those lessons and we we probably revisit them a couple times next season, so that you because you know we think we're pretty fast learners as human beings, but I think sometimes we're pretty slow learners, and when we're hurt like this, we're real slow learners. Yeah. Well said. Uh, Dr. Worthen, we'll leave it there. Thanks yeah. so much for your insight. Appreciate this. You're very welcome. All the okay. best to you. Take Bye-bye. care. That's uh, Dr. Penny Worthner, uh, Dean of the Faculty of Kinesiology, University of Calgary. Spent a lot of time working with uh, Olympic athletes in particular and others on the sports psychology side of things. You know, keeping them in that, that right mental state. 
remaining focused, not letting the pressure get to them, and, and then being able to overcome those, those setbacks, even immense setbacks. So it's kind of a mixed bag, isn't it, for the Stampeders, where you have all of this success in that you're a team that's good enough to make multiple great cops, but having to get over that heartbreak of coming up short yet again. All right, that's that's going to take, uh, I think, some uh, some time to process and deal with. Can they get over it? How do you move past something like that? 403-974-8255. This text here says, Rob, I'm a lot forgiving, more forgiving of myself and others when it's a mistake in the moment, like not covering the ball with two hands. And if it's a blown decision, like opting to throw a long pass instead of running twice and kicking the tying field goal. I'd say Kamar Jordan is going to get over this faster than Bo Levi Mitchell, but unfortunately, he's the more likely of the two to get fired for what happened. Let's go to the phones here as well. Wayne, welcome to the program. Yeah, thank you very much for taking my call. I think what it really comes down to, Rob, is I, I used to be a Stampeders fan. I just got tired of seeing it's, you know, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. Too many individuals that think that, you know, they're just going to get it done on their own. They don't work as a team. Too many egomaniacs. You know, everyone's saying, oh, I give me the ball in the end. I'll make sure I win. I'm not really sure that this is a team that too many people are really fond of. I know the media makes a big deal out of them, but they think they're like the 12 apostles for Jesus or something. Like they can't do anything wrong. And I, I, I used to like them, but I just started thinking to myself, like these guys are really overconfident. And I'll be honest with you, if Edmonton had a, had a played a little harder, they wouldn't even have made it this year to the Great Cup. And I'll be honest with you, I'm kind of ashamed of them. I, I think that, you know, I feel sorry for Dickinson because I really think he's a great man. But I don't think the players really, 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 at the end of the day, are, are team players. I think they're all individuals that just want their name in the paper. You know, I see a lot of Bo Levi Mitchell, like it's, you know, I'm the god here. I'll get it done. Give me the ball in the end. I'll make sure. Well, we, we gave him the ball in the end. And what did he do? You know, it, it, it turned into a big Well, joke. it would have looked like a hero if he'd made it. But Wayne, I hear where you're coming from. 974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.